Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binaries of all ages, welcome to the show. If you're here to learn to do character creation the right way, I've got bad news. You're in the wrong place. We do cats on this show. We make uh, cat player characters because it's how to make a literal cat in your favorite RPG. I'm Joel Holland, one of your hosts. I'm Austin Irwin, the other one of your hosts. Hello, Austin. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, this is a late recording for us, you know? It is a bit late. You know, we're we're keeping it nice and low. Things come out at night that are a little different than they are during the day. I guess so. I don't think about that kind of thing a lot. But anyway, you know the, uh, the thing that we typically do every 10 episodes, or that we've told people we're going to do every 10 episodes? We've not actually had te- uh, 20 episodes yet, so no one can prove it? Yeah, yeah. The one-page, one-shot RPG lightning round. Oh, yeah, I love that episode. We're not on our 20th episode yet, are we? Oh, we're nowhere near it. Okay. I think this is, what, episode 16? So, you know, we... 17, maybe? One of those. But we've got a little ways to go. Except we're doing it. (sighs) Right now? Yeah, we're gonna do it today because... Well, uh, someone's gonna be on here in just a second and tell you more, but there's... a charity bundle that's going on right now. The bundle is an itch bundle selling a bunch of solo RPGs for for charity. Oh, nice. We got someone who is helping to organize the bundle. Actually, I think they're in charge of the bundle, who uh, is on the show with us today. Oh, nice. Well, why don't we bring them into the studio uh, and yeah, have yeah. them introduce themselves? We yeah, just, uh... come on in. Come on in. Hi. I ate literally all the M&M's. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just we'll have our receptionist fill that up again. I got anxious. They weren't peanut, were they? Uh, no, one of okay. them was. So <laughs> you should be fine. The other ones will dilute it. You know, I've heard that's how it works. Okay, thank you. Alrighty. Hi, I am so excited to be here. This is going to be such a time. I'm so ready. We hope so. To ride the lightning round, if that's a <laughs> thing that people say. It is now. I wouldn't know. No, neither would I. (laughs) Anyway, would you mind introducing yourself? uh, And you can talk a bit about your RPG experience, but I know you're here to promote your your bundle, so you want to talk about that instead. I love to talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, Hi, my name is Kat. I am the host king of the podcast, Sword of Symphonies, where my good, cool friends playtest my game. And I am also the host of the podcast, Roar to Heaven, where different good, cool friends play a different game and are punished for it. I write games under the kind of trade name Peach Garden Games, and I am the one who does the organizes for Solo But Not Alone. It is a bundle of single-player TTRPGs to raise money for suicide prevention through the organization Jasper's Game Day a suicide prevention organization that works primarily in the TTRPG space. Neat. Yeah. You've uh, provided the the games that we're going to... You've gone through and picked out the games that we're going to do yeah. today. You told me uh, ahead of time that you have not uh, heard any of this show before, so let me, I, uh, let me just... I, are you going to drag me for not doing my homework live on the podcast? <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just saying, we're going to... I'm going to fill you in Live in on the studio? How, I, I was just I was gonna tell you how we're gonna how please, the show works. Please do. I would love it if you would actually please, please do. I promise I'm done. We can fly blind if you really want that. I mean <laughs> yeah. absolutely we, we'd not. We'd be totally good with I that. Would, <laughs> I would okay, I, I I'm gonna stop with my uh my mock offense and please actually please do. Okay. Uh, so this is how to make a literal cat on your favorite RPG. We typically look for games with a little more complex uh character creation to fill out a single episode with the substance of one game. One time we had a game that had so much substance we had to split it into two episodes, but we're not going to go there. That was a traumatic time. But every once in a while, in fact, we've only done it one other time so far, we like to take a bunch of one-shot games, games that are like one page long or meant for only one session of play, and just blow through like ten of them. Yeah. And that's what we're doing today. We uh, have a few things to, to note. First off, we don't really care that much about the game's individual rules. Mm-hmm. Like, the last time we did a one-page, one-shot lightning round, there was a game which required you to play as bears, and we made a cat 
Then there was a game that required us to play as ants, and we made a cat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think I'm getting it. So, like, the game's rules, we will ignore whatever needs to be ignored in order to allow us to play as a cat. Okay. All right. Okay. The show itself has a few rules that it follows that Austin and I refuse to break because then we don't have a show format. Mm Mm-hmm. And those rules are, rule number one, we accept no cop-outs. We're making a cat. We're making the exact animal that comes to mind when I say the word. We're not making any anthropomorphic cat races. Not a person turned into a cat. Not a lion, tiger, or a kaji. I don't know. Rule number two, homebrew isn't real. Uh, If the rules do not explicitly allow something to happen, it counts as a rule broken. As we just stated, we had to... uh not play as a bear or an ant last time. But if we come across a rules as written versus rules as intended situation, we go with whichever one says no. And eh, they're kind of rare, but we gotta stick to it. Yep. And if the game includes stats for a literal cat, those must be used or adapted to the game's character sheets. This has only happened like twice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, rule number four. The... <laughs> Character, class, background job, playbook, what have you, uh, has to exist in the game's core rules or as part of an official expansion, uh, a rule that I don't think we'll have to worry about in this one. Probably not. No, probably not. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) Rule number five, the cat can learn any skill available to its class or what have you. We've had cats that could steal people's superpowers. We've had cats that could see ghosts. We've had cats that... Uh, what's another cool thing a cat could do? Uh, manufacture the cat gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of... Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's lots of cool things cats can do, but With... rule number six gives us a stipulation. If a tool would be physically impossible for a literal cat to use, even if comically downsized for them, they can't use it. So we're talking... No nail clippers, no printing presses, no butterfly knives, no uh, Ouija boards. Well, a cat can use a Ouija board. I was about board. to say, never mind. I guess a cat could it use a Ouija board. It puts his little plazies on the on the planchette. The, okay, but I take that back. Would the cat have a patience to let the ghost move that? You would need multiple cats, and they'd have to be very good spellers, which I'm not sure cats are innately. Mm, maybe not. Mm. Probably not. For our podcast rules, if you needed a cat to be able to read, though, it could be trained to do so. Okay. True. Alrighty. And finally, we have to keep track of every rule that we break. And that's all there is to it. After that, we can we can just go ahead and start trying to play our way through these uh, character creators. Let's do it. So here's the thing. While these aren't one-page or necessarily even one-shot games, these are solo games. Which means a lot of them are freeform, very journaling exercise. But that doesn't mean there aren't crunchier games with actual character creation in them. I've sifted through and I've grabbed a handful of those. Some of them are going to be meatier than others. Some of our cats are going to be more implausible than others. And we're just going to do our best. That's what we always do here. And these are just, listen, there's nearly 150 games in the bundle. There's so many games. You can play them all by yourself. Some of them you can play with friends, too, if you want. It's a good time. How good a time, you ask? The best time. <laughs> Listen so, to the rest of this podcast to find out. <laughs> I would like to start with Wonderfall by Cat Scratcher Studios. I'm their number one fan, and anyone who says otherwise is welcome to fly up here and fight me. This actually is a one-page game. It's one page double-sided. It folds up into a cute little pamphlet, but it is a hex crawl role-playing game. It's got a similar vibe to Wander Home, where you're playing a little anthropomorphic animal friend. We can forget the anthropomorphic part (laughs) conveniently. And you wander around a shattered world trying to rebuild connections with people after a cataclysmic event. And there's so many random tables, so if you're kind of an OSR person who loves to randomly roll stuff, this is this might be your jam. Hmm. So the wanderer sheet is pretty straightforward. First thing we're gonna do is we've got name and pronouns. What are we naming this cat? Do we want to do that later? 
Uh, no, we can do that now. We've actually got a list of names that we took from the back of the uh, Tales of, Exa- of Zadia RPG uh, credits, where a bunch of people listed their pet names as uh, credits in the book. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, that's very good. Okay, what is this cat's name, please? Do we want to just, like, grab, like, names in order, or, like, is there one on this list that looks good to anyone? Ooh, that's a good one. Actually... Hold on a second. I do really want to go with the first one. Ernie is just a just a good name. Oh, All I, right. oh, I dig Ernie. That's cute. Okay, Ernie. Background and goals. Let's worry about that after we figure out what kind of maybe what kind of person Ernie is. Well, but Ernie is a cat. Ernie, is a, this is true. This is true. <laughs> I I'm already falling behind here. Wow. <laughs> It's okay. We've been doing this for a while. So. Okay, yeah, you're old hands at this. I I leave I leave it to your expert judgment. So, what we want to give them is a goal. What led them to a life of exploration? Why is Ernie an exploring cat? Mm, curiosity. That is yeah. a rock solid <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so which one we were gonna go with? Curiosity. Curiosity, Ernie. Ernie has so many things to explore. Wonderfall has three stats. It has body, mind, and heart. Body is how good you are at doing stuff physically with your strength and your agility and your muscles. Mind is how very clever and smart you are and how good you are at solving problems with your little brainsy. And heart is kind of how good you are at reaching out to people, how good you are at uh, connecting and making connections and doing a friendship we've got seven points to split up among the three so do we think that ernie is lovable smart tough i think ernie is very smart you know okay he, he runs around he i feel like he knows where he's going he's curious but i feel like that curiosity has led him to a life of knowledge oh i love that for him Yep. So maybe like we put four into mind and then we split the remaining three between body and heart? Sounds good. I like that. Okay. I would like to put two into heart and one into body if if uh if, that's my vote anyway cuz like I don't know what the rest of this world's like uh scale of people is, but if we're, if we're assuming that they are human size, then comparatively Ernie would be a very little guy. Oh, can I make a pitch? You know yes. how when cats are teenagers, they're all noodly? Uh-huh. Yes. And that's when they're at their most clever and dangerous because they'll do whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it also does mean that they're just little noodles. So they're not necessarily as tough or as strong as they're going to become when they're full grown. Can uh-huh. Ernie be a noodly little teenage kitty? He can be. I like that. Absolutely. I love him. <laughs> this next part is actually going to be very easy because there's a list of origin perks, characteristics of your species. We have to pick three off of this table and it's not going to be hard. All right. Does does Ernie have wings? Mm. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Fins. Nah. Okay. So this one's a maybe legs. Yeah. Probably. But in the, in the first set of six, there's also tail. We want him to have a tail. Okay. Yeah. So in in the second list of six, there's three things we might give a cat, which are claws, fangs, and glands. I don't like the word glands. I don't know. Now that I'm reading this, I don't know why. They, hey, lads. Hey, lads. If you two are listening, first of all, I love you. I'm your number one fan. Second of all, why'd you put glands on the list, boys? let's look at the other two options which are things that a cat might actually have so i think like he's gonna have them but you know how some cats are biters and some cats are scratchers Mm -hmm. not really i i 100 percent yeah not all kitty cats bite some of them want to hit you with their little knuckles true and some of them don't scratch they would much prefer to take a chunk of your flesh with their tooths I feel like Ernie's a biter because he's got soft hands. You know, he's got oh. he's got a bigger heart than he does a body. So, yeah, maybe he's not a biter. literally. <laughs> maybe he's one of those kitty cats who like claws in, grabs your wrist, and then bites you. 
<laughs> and the Perhaps. last the last list has heightened sense, symbiosis, extra limbs, special skin, and enhanced function. Extra skin? Special skin. Oh, special skin. Uh, Sorry, can you run that list back to me again? Heightened sense, symbiosis, extra limbs, special skin, or enhanced function. Mm. A couple. I like. I like two of these. I like two of these. Or th- actually, I like three of these. I like three I, of them. I like the idea of going extra limbs just so we can say he has legs. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. My pitch is he either has special skin, by which I mean he's a very very soft boy. And it helps his heart rolls because he's soft and nice to touch. Um, symbiosis, because maybe he has a human with him. Ooh, that's a good one. Maybe he has a person and they have a symbiotic relationship. I could also... Maybe he has a venom. Maybe he has a venom. Maybe he has a venom symbiote. Oh, Ernie. <laughs> that's naughty. Um, also, heightened sense. Maybe he's like, you know, he's got whiskies. He can He can feel his way through things. Better than a person without whiskeys can. True. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So, so are we can... going heightened sense? I'm heightened sense is, is that... kind of the most literal cat thing. True. I really like special skin. I want him to be very soft. <laughs> we... <clears throat> so the special skin would be like he has very soft fur. He's very soft fur. He's nice to pet, and when he makes heart rolls to make people like him. He gets extra dice because he's soft and nice to touch. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. Yeah, so when he's making a heart roll to appeal to somebody or to make a friend, they pet him and they're like, oh, you're so soft. And it makes it it makes it good. Ernie, <laughs> he's not a tough boy, but he's very clever. <laughs> he likes to bite more than he likes to scratch. And he has legs. Does, wait, Actually, does wait, giving no, him legs? Hold on. Does giving him that. legs count as a rule broken? <laughs> didn't we give him tail? We, we gave did him give tail him tail instead of legs. We could we, we could give him legs and say that he's got like a bobtail. You know, if we got cut off. Oh, Ernie! He's got. We a want Ernie bobtail. to have suffered already in his young life. To no, he doesn't. Life. He doesn't notice. He hasn't had a tail in a bit. He's fine. Okay. Maybe maybe he got real froze when he was a little guy, and he maybe he also has like a little clipped ear. Mm. But he's okay. He's okay now. Ernie's listen. Ernie's extremely smart and very lovable, and that's what <laughs> matters. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. <laughs> so are we go in legs or tail. Let's go uh. with legs. I just find it very funny to say he has legs. <laughs> <laughs> I just he has four of them. He has legs, he has fangs, and he has special skin because he's soft and nice. And Wonderfall lets you, like, roll your starting hex, roll your starting city. And it's kind of JRPG-like in that you do quests for people and you pick up quests and you solve problems. Ooh. Hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. If you guys want, we could roll what kind of city he lives in, but this is not, admittedly, a city-generating podcast. Well... If it's part of the character sheet, then we'll do it. I mean, listen, it's it's a one page. It's all pretty much on the character sheet. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so there's three of us. So I would love for... Let's each of us roll a d6 if you have them. Uh, one mine. second. I'm going to use a console command to roll this. Good. I'm going to get out my Sailor Moon dice. I, being a DM, literally always have a pair of di- or a set of dice on me. I'm mm-hmm. not even joking. I literally have a set of dice in my car. Just in case. Don't, I mean, yeah, quite literally, just in case. Just in case. Uh, funny enough, I've actually been able to pull them out at different times because people are like, do we want to choose between this or this? And I'm like, all right, evens or odds. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that. Pull one, out yeah. a D20. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that one. I can't. I also have dice, but they are in a box up on a shelf, so I don't want to go get them right now. That's okay. Fair. That's also valid. But it's okay. I randomly generated a number between one and six. Okay. So have I. I have rolled. I rolled a little cube. So I would like to start on the first location table to say I rolled five, which under biome gives you peaks. 
So Ernie comes from a mountain town. Oh boy, another mountain cat. Would you I like to roll cats. condition or climate? Uh, I'll take condition, which was, my roll was a one. Overgrown. So we're in an overgrown city in a mountain. I guess it's not that high a mountain. It's still Perhaps below the not. tree line. Ah. Or maybe it's in the tree line. Maybe it's in the tree Ooh. line. Maybe, maybe the they're all tree, tree houses. On the tallest mountain. Oh, I bet a kitty would be happy in a treehouse city. Absolutely. Oh, that's nice. And our last dice is climate. I rolled a six for climate. Stormy. Stormy. Oh, never mind. This cat's gonna hate this place. Yeah, <laughs> that's why no. he's that's why he's yeah. leaving too. That's why he can't handle the weather in his hometown. It's too wet. It makes him cranky. He has to go on an adventure. Best of luck, Ernie. <laughs> I love him already is the problem. <laughs> I'm beginning to understand. I'm beginning to understand this podcast because I love <laughs> I love the first cat we've made. <laughs> Let's see. We've all had a strong desire to play a cat after making him on the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing, listener. Hey, listener. These are solo games. You don't have to convince your GM to let you play a cat. You're the GM. You play the kitty. Who's going to stop you? These will all be available as well. These will all be available as well. You could just download the list of uh, characters. Austin's keeping track. They will be up on bit.ly slash literal cat pod. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And all the games are on, in Solo But Not Alone 3, which I should mention is 10 bucks. It's 10 bucks. Yeah. And it's for helping people. it's for people, a good cause. Yeah, it's yeah. for helping people stay alive. Let's see. I'm feeling like maybe let's try Bloodless next. Bloodless is a vampire survival solo RPG. They're all solo RPGs. Is it Bloodless, like L-E-S-S? Yeah, by Andy Pino. Also, hold up, before we move on, rules broken and wonderful. Were we supposed to play as a literal cat, or do they have something else in mind? They have anthropomorphic cat in mind. Well, we don't play anthropomorphic cat. We don't, cats. no, we that was rule cats. one. So I think that's the only one we broke. Everything else was textbook. All right. All right. Oh, broken. One. What a good boy Ernie is. Okay. So this is not your night. Maybe you've messed with the wrong person. They've been hunting you down for days or you've lost a fight and you're badly injured. Either way, you're exhausted. Chances are good that you won't see another twilight. If you can make it to your haven, you might survive, but that's a big if. In this game, you play as a vampire at their limit. Your goal is to make it back to a safe place where you can recover. That could be a hidden sanctuary that only you know about it or in the company of trusted allies you don't have much time to get there, however. The sun will soon rise and burn away any vampire out in the open. It has character creation. Hmm. All right. And we've established in the past that an undead cat would still count because we had a cat die, go to heaven, and come back as an angel. Okay. <laughs> so this is not a complicated one, but we can we can do it. Who? What's your name? Uh, let's see. Let's go on the list. Uh, are we just going? Are we going straight down the list? I might as well. Why not? Unless there's any specifically. All right. This cat is Priscilla. Priscilla. What is Priscilla known for? Probably also biting, right? Biting. <laughs> biting. Yes. Love that. That's delicious. As is all the yeah. human blood on which Priscilla feeds. <laughs> what was Priscilla doing the night before this one? Mm. Looking for delicious ankles. Oh, Priscilla. Aww. Here's this one's rough. How did Priscilla end up on the brink of death? What happened to Priscilla? Bit the wrong ankle, got kicked <laughs> into a ditch. Oh, no. No. Oh, poor Priscilla. Okay. I, I have to make the hard decisions. You do. You do. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Because I don't have well, the I was guts. Blank. I don't have the guts. So, what's Priscilla's goal? Hmm. Hmm. Good question. What kind of goal would a vampire cat have? There's random character tables. I'm a fool. Hmm. It, to answer these questions. Okay, we'll add to our... It, it, <laughs> we can add to our answers. This is not deep character creation. <laughs> um, let's see. Is there, a, is there a table for the goal or... Yes. That might help us. True. Okay, so who would like to roll the sixer? Uh, I can. Austin's got the actual physical die. Beautiful. I do. Right here, and 
It's a two. You slumber in a high-rise office building that's well-guarded by your minions. That's <laughs> where we're going. Are they minions or are they just, like, office workers who don't know better? Office workers who just love this cat. <laughs> they love Priscilla. God. I, after being on this podcast, I'm a firm believer that every job has to have a designated cat. Yeah. Just to vibe with. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You need one. Okay. Let's just take a look here. So next we're going to determine Priscilla's stats. We have a pool of D4s. Okay. So we've got three stats, and each stat has one D4, two D4, or three D4 in it. Those what? are ferocity, cunning, and influence. So we, we roll the D4s to find out the, or... No, we just have a one, two, and a three. And then when we actually use those stats, those are the D4s we roll. Oh, okay. Yes. So this is fun, because I would love to make uh, rolling pools of D4s a thing that catches on. I mean, it kind of has in the indie scene with Caltrop Core. Hmm. I've never heard of this. Neither have I. Oh, yeah, it's an SRD that uses uh, uses D4s. It's actually really easy to use, too. Oh my god, I need to make a Web of Lies 2nd edition. <laughs> let me let me see what I can find for you. Oh, there's so much. Here we go, Caltopcore 1.0. There you go. Incredible. Because you're right. Pools of D4s, why not? Why not? Okay. So, are we thinking Priscilla is more cunning, ferocious, or influential? Gotta be cunning as was, the best one, right? I was about to say, I think cunning is the best one. Reflects your cleverness and your ability to think quickly and avoid danger. You are deceitful and evasive and you will not be caught. I like Priscilla. She's mm -hmm. awful. So <laughs> the numbers that go next to these stats are just three, two, one? Yep. Okay. Cool. So do we think I she's think... more ferocious or more kind of manipulative? I think... We went with a cat that uh, relied on its charm last time. Let's make this cat very aggressive when it goes for the ankle. Yes. <laughs> Ferocity reflects your resolve, your ability to endure harm, and your force of will. You are fierce and will tear down anything in your way. I love these stat descriptions. I'm. <laughs> this is great. This is such a... Th here's the thing. A lot of these games are really gorgeously written. Because when you get to these fringe indie games and solo games, people are really putting all they have into creating like these poetic and lyrical texts. Love it. Influence reflects your control over others, your persuasiveness, and your allure. You've already made plans for a night like this, and your people will protect you. Priscilla doesn't. Well, we got a one in that stat. Well, no. Yep. Priscilla loves the office workers, but they don't do what she says. No. <laughs> I I would like to pitch that they can't understand her when she gives them orders. Exactly. <laughs> I I would like to pitch that they are clueless to the fact that she considers them minions. And that she is a vampire. <laughs> yeah, probably don't even realize she's a vampire. Just that she doesn't like the room with the windows for some reason. Yeah, there's a there's a weird cat in the office building. She doesn't like the room with the windows. She doesn't like to play with the Zen fountain in the CEO's office. <laughs> And one time a guy brought garlic pasta and she tried to kick his ass. <laughs> All right. That's more or less. I would love to roll on the wet table because there's also a table of like problems. Would one of you like to give me a D6 thingy? Joel. Austin. Okay. I can oh, do okay. It. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, uh, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Again, you've got the physical dice. All right, I, I'll roll, I'll roll. We got a three. Okay, so you encounter someone who is your ex-lover, and they are still mortal. Ooh. Priscilla, what are you going thought to I, do? But I outlived you. <laughs> You're no longer a living... Oh, nine of them. There's nine of them. There's nine of them. Ooh. <laughs> okay. And some of the events that can happen in this are, like, there's 2d20, there's a big old table, with things like, you find someone that offers you a deal, or, like, a priest and their religious followers stand in your way, and you gotta find your way home so that you don't run out of bloods. Mm. Makes sense. 
Good luck, Priscilla. Good luck, Priscilla. Good luck. Anyway, on to game three. On to game three. Um, Rules broken. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rules broken. Oh, yeah. Rules broken. I think it's zero. I don't think we broke any rules. It doesn't say anywhere that a cat can't be a vampire. True. A vampire. Did they intend for a cat to be a vampire, though? There's actually, there's some uh, of the who things on the table that lets you shapeshift into a wolf, bat, or rat. So, like, mm. you know. A cat that can shapeshift into a uh, into a rat. Interesting. It would be even funnier if she shapeshifted into a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tiny wolf. Little wolf. I love that for her. <laughs> no, I think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Airbud yeah, roll. Airbud roll. <laughs> Do, wait, fine. I think we can say zero for that one. Do we subscribe yeah. to the Airbud rule on this show? What is What's the Airbud air rule? Ain't no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. You know what? Well, <laughs> we don't. Uh, we subscribe to if we come across rules as written versus rules as intended. We go with whatever one says no. True. Okay. All right. Okay. We don't listen to the Airbud rule because we got our own rules. <laughs> So if you were in Airbud, you would stop the Golden Retriever from playing basketball because the rules intend for the game to be played by humans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We okay. are if we if we were in real life and we wanted to stop a dog from playing basketball, we would absolutely be the Killjoys. Yeah. You know, the movie doesn't happen without the Killjoys. True. Mm-hmm. Um but if you wanted a cat to be a highly trained assassin, we would we would allow it to happen. We would say that you could train a cat to be an assassin. You can yeah. lead a cat to a blade, but you can't teach a cat. Cat, cat will kill you. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you can't stop it from going on a killing spree. Yeah. <laughs> we would not allow a cat to play basketball. The rules of basketball said that a cat couldn't play basketball. Actually, we would allow it. We would just admit that we're breaking the rules. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I, I think... A cat could dribble a basketball. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Given a small enough basketball, maybe. Yes. Okay. So actually, Gun Cowboy has uh, three stats and a fourth stat called Gun. Um, but all of them begin with a value of three, except for Gun, which starts as zero. So we're not actually creating a character in this one. But I hmm. just wanted to talk about Gun Cowboy because it's called Gun Cowboy, and that's a good name for a game understandable yeah i also respect any game that has just gun as a stat yeah let's see so sorry what are those stats again they are good which are used to stand tall stay true or act with valor quick witted footed eyed be smart sharp and cool or ugly labor scar over callous work impose let your body take the blow and gun gun is used to do violence and to kill (laughs) good quick ugly gun gun yeah. Nice. Sounds good. I'm a big fan of gun. Gun never fails. Do we do we have to let this also be Peter the Kaiju reader? I bet he could do it, probably. He sounds like he could. He he really could. He did invent the cat gun. He did invent the cat gun. So he has a gun. <laughs> We've already put Peter the Kaiju reader in two different games. That's true, but he's... Are you saying he can't wander the Old West and be an outlaw? He's a well-rounded cat. I mean, he comes from a setting with mechs and monsters. Okay. Okay, I guess if you don't hear a problem with that, then there's no problem. (laughs) Do you think that mechs and cowboys do not go together? Listen, I mean, I I wouldn't know. I'm not a fan of the mecha genre as a whole. Okay. I would love to see Wild West mechs versus cowboys. Yes. Didn't they do a movie with a giant Aliens. mech spider? Oh, no, that was Wild Wild West. That's because I... one of the producers was a spider pervert <laughs> who has to put a giant spider in all the movies. Is that true? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was also thinking of Wild Wild West when you said mechs in cowboy times, and I was like, yeah, that, yeah. there's a thing. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway. So is, is this... So, yeah, you know what? Screw it. Peter the Kaiju Reader can be in a Wild Wild West version of reality... Where he also invented the cat gun there. Yeah. This is... He's he's breaking a lot of rules. <laughs> We've given... Dimension hopping. Mm-hmm. Who cares? We've been given Peter the Kaiju Reader 2 AUs at this point. <laughs> we just have fan fiction of our own cat. <laughs> okay. 
How many rules? We broke all the rules for Gun Cowboy, didn't we? Well, <laughs> technically, did we? Not really. <laughs> we didn't really do much there. We, all we did was introduce an already existing cat who just so happened to, to know how to make a gun for cats. We didn't break the rules. He did. The rule was broken in a previous game, so it doesn't count. It's pre-broken what? for our convenience. Hold on. What episode was he in? I think it was eight. I gotta, I gotta look. Hold up. He was God, from... If we... Yeah, Kaiju Incorporated. I... It was episode eight. Okay. If I actually get the wiki going, Peter the Kaiju Reader is going to have <laughs> the most, like, full page automatically. Yeah. And for... it's gonna be great, because no one's actually played as him yet, as far as I know. But they won't have to, for him to just have this incredibly robust journey that the other cats simply do not have for his background i just wrote you know what it is and if you don't listen to episode eight (laughs) you know what it works okay the next game in which i would like to make a literal cat is uh jacqueline bricks uh butterfly on the wheel it is a game about being the beloved of a powerful and wicked tyrant it's um, it's very kind of like high court drama, mm. not court as in the the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, but court as in like the court of Henry the something. Gotcha. Lots of yes. lots of Henrys in court. Many Henrys. In My court. uncle Henry actually went to court recently. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm oh. kidding. That's I don't have an uncle Henry. <laughs> it was a oh. it was a good bit. Uh, I know. Yeah. I gotta squash my own bit though. Two bits. So you are playing the paramour of a violent, paranoid monarch who loves you more than life itself. You may play someone of any gender or sexuality so long as they are lower ranking than the monarch. These things are... What about the monarch's pet? That's what I'm thinking. That's why I picked this one. (laughs) Because, yeah, maybe the monarch loves you a lot because you're their precious, precious kitty. I'm I'm into that. So, let's see. The next name on our list of uh, cats who are credited in Tales of, of Zadia is Wanda. Wanda. Okay. These things are true. The monarch honestly loves you in whatever form that takes. I think we we established that. The monarch is married to someone other than you for political reasons. That's Uh, easy. That's okay. I'm a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. (laughs) The kingdom lives squarely in both the dark and low fantasy genres. Mm Mm-hmm. The monarch's kingdom is in a state of unrest due to their violent temper, their overwhelming suspicions, and their wanton cruelty. War is brewing on one of the kingdom's borders. If the monarch falls, you may be in danger. You must be careful. You honestly love the monarch in whatever form that takes. Meow. Meow. (laughs) So now I've got some questions, and character creation for this is basically just, we're going to answer the questions. Sounds good. What is your lineage? Uh, let's see. If we're if we're low dark fantasy, where would that put us? Germany. Mm, I was thinking like a fantasy land where everything's like haunted mm. and miserable. Oh. Low. Why dark did poodle fantasy? pop up when I googled German cat breeds? <laughs> Germany, never... that's not a cat. Germany, <laughs> that's not a kitty. <laughs> What's the Let's difference see. between low fantasy and high fantasy? I mean, um, <laughs> I like how both of us just made intense nerd beginning of sentence noises. <laughs> now, <laughs> high fantasy is like, uh, like, like heavy magic. Like, uh, think, think Lord of the Rings, Legend of Zelda, uh, Lord of Rings, Wheel the, of Time, Wheel of Time, yeah. Uh, Shadow and Bone. I love. And here's the thing about like high fantasy. Like a lot of the time, it doesn't even take place at the highest points of the fantasy's fantasy setting. It like takes place after like something has happened. But like the point is, it's a setting full of magic, and the magic is not necessarily. No, I'm thinking of high magic, but like it's full of magic, monsters, etc. It it is completely divorced from reality as we know it. Gotcha. So like the Dragon Um, Prince. Yeah, yeah. The other thing about high fantasy is that it often deals with high-ranking or important characters 
um, large political intrigues are very high fantasy. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of very kind of like grand stakes. Um, gotcha. if, if your story is about people saving the world, you're talking something more high fantasy. So this low fantasy would be like Gerald, Gerald from Mount Doramir goes to get a bagel but gets stopped by a witch because uh, she crashes into him with her broom. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you're looking at kind of smaller, more personal stakes. Usually the largest stakes you see in low fantasy are like the fate of a nation. It doesn't mm. usually go as high as like the whole world. Um, you see magic in low fantasy, but not as much of it. And it's not as pervasive or as understood in the world. You're not very likely to see a character who is a wizard in low fantasy. Uh, yeah. I would argue that the Witcher is kind of low fantasy. Mm-hmm. You do see these high stakes things happening, but they're mostly background details yeah. that uh, your hero Geralt doesn't really get involved in. He's yeah. not. He doesn't really care about all that. He's hunting monsters. He's not there to save the world. He's there to save kind of individual people and communities. Gotcha. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Cool. And dark fantasy can be in kind of either mode, but obviously the mood is very intense. Usually the magic comes with a very steep personal cost in dark fantasy. So dark that's fa- kind of what we're thinking here. I'm well-versed in yeah. dark fantasy. That's just me writing D&D notes in my bed <laughs> at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So I did say that uh, when I Googled German cat breeds, that poodle came up. But we did get German Rex and European short hair. So we can just imagine our cat as one of those Oh, if you want. You can no be a German Rex. Rex is Latin for king. I... All right. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our let's just say our setting is somewhat German, va- vaguely German, and the the king's family has raised uh, German Rexes forever, like the queen raised corgis. Yeah. And this monarch has a German Rex called Wanda. Okay. Whom uh, he loves more than life itself. More than life itself. So... He lives Absolutely. in a vaguely German castle. Vaguely German. Oh, vaguely German. I need to see these cats. I need to gaze upon them. Give me a second. I must gaze upon them. <laughs> what, um, yeah, what does a German race? The next question is, what do you miss most from your home? Uh, I oh. would assume the castle is yeah. the cat's home, right? These are funny looking cats. I love them. Listener, German Rex cats have big, big, big ears and wide, alert eyes and narrow little bodies. Oh, they're cute. Oh, they're weird looking. I love Wanda. <laughs> what a gal. What a gal. Okay. So maybe um, maybe she used to live with the monarch at like a summer residence, but the monarch has brought her to the castle. Oh, that's mm. good. I like that. So maybe she misses hunting in the garden at the summer residence. Ah. And her eight brothers and sisters. And her eight brothers and sisters, yeah. Oh, this is a good question. (laughs) What gift did the monarch woo you with? It probably wasn't anything that uh, grand by, like, human standards. Yeah. So so your pitch is just cat drugs for a cat. Okay, how about this? I love that, though. <laughs> a, f- a feather stick. A, f- a feather on a stick. A feather from some grand bird from a faraway land. A feather a mis- from the really legend. Shiny, really shiny plumage. Mysterious and exotic plume. From the exotic an- peacock. Tied to a mysterious and exotic stick. No, no, no. If the stick's too shiny, then they're going to ignore the feather. That's, That's true. true. I think it's got to be a regular old stick. Normal stick. Normal stick. Exotic, beautiful feather. Yes. Kind of like an ostrich feather, how they've got all the big fluffies. A cat would go bananas for one of those. Probably. Right? Yeah. What atrocity has set the kingdom on edge? Ooh. Um. Mm. I can read you the examples. That would be good. Yeah. Okay. The examples that are given in this are murder of an entire noble house and their men at arms. Burning witches, poisoned wine at feasts, public torture of nobility, breaking away from the church, meddling in dark magic, human sacrifice, 
royal temper tantrums, or state theft of heirloom jewels. Mm. I don't know why. I I've... really like the idea of a royal temper tantrum. <laughs> yeah. No. I feel like, like, hmm? our, our cat is kind of like, their handling of this is going to be incredibly low stakes. Uh-huh. Uh, so I feel like setting the uh, problem to be something that at least sounds low stakes, like royal temper tra- tantrum. Yeah. Like, obviously, we've seen what uh, royal temper tantrum looks like uh, in real life. We're, we're probably going to eventually lose Twitter as a result of one. Heh. But... <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Got him. Got him. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Okay, so now my pitch is that we go back, and instead of um, the monarch bringing Wanda from the summer home, maybe like, maybe like an advisor did, because Wanda's the only one who can calm the king down. Ooh. All right. Like, he needs his kitty right. or he loses his shit, and they're really, they're hoping that bringing Wanda to the castle will stop him from going bananas. Maybe they just go bananas together. I would love that for them. Oh. Like, the goal was to stop the bananas, but no, Wanda's in on it. <laughs> She's here for bananas. I love that. That's beautiful. So we've got a an enabler cat, so. Yeah. Wanda's, it turns out Wanda's actually a bit of a criminal. <laughs> God, That's how, okay. how many criminals, criminals can we make? Yeah. So, well, we've already established cats have a natural affinity for crime. So. They do, That's they do. True. It's beautiful. It's nature's most beautiful, perfect criminal. Um, what does Wanda love most about the monarch? Warm, warm lap. Warm lap. Always warm. Lap warm. Very, cu- very comfy lap material. Nice. Perfect napping place. Okay. Good job. I, that's. I mean, that's the last question in Butterfly on the Wheel. This is a really gorgeous game, and you can be a kitty. Nice. So, rules broken. Well, technically, you're supposed to be the king's lover. We've made you the king's pet, so... Yeah. I'd, but the I'd rules the rules do say whatever form that takes. Ooh. The rules say the monarch loves you in whatever form that takes. You know, true... It, I listen. I have a cat, and yeah. he is not here right now. Yeah, um, but I love him and I miss him. So I, I feel like that is a form of love. It is. All right, we can. I I can accept that that is. There's no rules broken. Because even even if we're looking at rules as intended, I think it's still intended to be any kind of love. All right. Yeah. I I can accept that. Wanda loves the king because the king lap warm. The king loves Wanda because Wanda's soft, good to pet, and has big ear. Mm-hmm. And helps with crime. Helps with crime. <laughs> Very helpful it, with win, crime. Win-win. We're all good. <laughs> Let's see. Next one's pretty quick, but it leans into kind of my my personal favorite thingies. Oh, I know which one. And that is Skirmish of the Sorcière. Skirmish of the, so- of the Sorcière by Nat 20. And it is about i mean you are a witch whatever that means to you you do honest work or so you tell the nosy recently someone or something (laughs) has the gall to bring a disturbance to your doorstep and damn if you aren't going to stop it it's a gm-less game to be played with one to three players in around an hour it uses a tarot deck interesting yeah what was the what was the other game that we did that had a relic that's right yeah Ooh. That's the one where we made the, the angel cat. Mm-hmm. Angel cat. So this is going to be a very magical and perhaps potentially je- very, very jellical. And I love that. All right. Uh, let's see. We've also had a, a cat that was trained by a witch to do magic. Yeah. So, again, so long as the setting says they have to be able to do it, they can they can be trained to do it. They just might not be able to. This says you are a witch, whatever that means to you. Mm. <laughs> I'm. I know. Well, I'm making whatever do a lot of heavy lifting here. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love when the whatever is in the rules because you see it all the time in indie games and not necessarily in kind of big crunchy ones. <laughs> yeah, we could though say that the cat is a literal witch. The cat's a witch. That's true. I mean, I've seen Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We know cats can do magic. Well, or well, does he do magic? 
Salem is technically not a cat. If you're yeah. watching like Chilling Adventures, then it's a like I think they said goblin um, that has taken on cat form. Also, how Kieran and Shipka, Shipka learned she was allergic to cats. Hmm. And then if you're watching the old uh, sitcom or the comic books, Salem is a human who was turned into a cat as punishment for his crimes. Aww. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. That's like turning... Well, I guess it's kind of like the carceral system. You punish people for crime by making them better at crime. That's what... I, I guess so. Yeah. Like what? You're going to um, turn someone into nature's perfect criminal and expect that to punish them for crime? Absolutely not. I get turned into a cat. I'm doing at least 30% more wickedness generally in the world. Only 30%? I said at least. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. I'm also going to do at least 80% more sleeping, and that's kind of where my math gets blurry. Mm, understandable. But So we couldn't. I, we couldn't do a literal Salem situation because this has to be a literal cat. Yes. Yes. But, again, we've had cat witches before. True. True. So your character has three aspects. Your name, your arcana, and your magic's form. Two of these are free form. One of them I have drawn a card for. I would like to say that the magic's form is we can cast a spell in ourselves to talk to humans. Yeah. I like that. Uh, what's the cat's name? Are we? What is the cat's name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. R two. R two. R two. What are the pronouns for R two? Uh, R two. Like this. This is spelled like R two is in the like Star Wars R two. Mm-hmm. Oh. So R two D two is typically treated as like masculine. I think in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. typically. Can I? Can, can I pitch? What's up? You know how. Like, when you have a little small kitten, Mm -hmm. people just kind of use whatever pronouns they feel like for the little puffball. Right. Can we do, like, an any pronouns for R2, where R2 is just a little little fluff ball, and everyone just kind of projects what they think? Absolutely. I love that. Oh, that would also be good, because, like, perhaps the talk to human spell, uh, R2 doesn't get to choose how they sound to uh, people and so people just like hear whatever voice they expect to hear (laughs) oh that's good okay that's very funny because your arcana I picked it I picked the hermit card number nine depicts a weird old man sorry I'm using an Mm -hmm. extremely strange deck so everything on the deck is weird Uh, that's okay I think I think old man is a pretty typical tarot description. I only know tarot from Shin Megami Tensei games, but <laughs> yeah, incredible. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you have the do you have the P three deck? I do not. I pre ordered two separate games because they put those decks in two halves in two different pre orders. That's a crime. It is a crime. <laughs> I did it anyway. I wanted it. Oh, it's I'm a- saying it's a crime that they put it in two apps. I know, I know, but I i mean, it worked. <laughs> I bought it. Fair, fair. So, the hermit, according to the game, is something wise, solemn, or self-sustaining. And the image of the hermit, typically in tarot, depicts a, a figure, usually but not always an old man, dressed in black, gray, or navy blue robes, holding a crooked staff and a lantern inside of which a starlight shines. He's usually pictured standing on like a cliff or a mountain looking out over the scenery. And he is always depicted as alone. Mm. All right. That's me lapsing into my tarot teacher voice for a second. It's it's, it's all right. That was um, <laughs> So do we do anything with the arcana right now or? Well, we use it to kind of um, represent the heart of your magic. Is what it says. And it also influences your magic's form. So, All right. So maybe I think, like, let me think. The heart, maybe the heart of R2's magic is that R2 is kind of lonely. And that's why the magic has taken this form of being able to talk to people. Ah. All right. Because, like, like deep, deep down inside, R2 is kind of lonely and really wants, like, to trust people and to be with people. But its conflict is that it also values its independence and self-sufficiency. Yeah. And so, 
problems coming to its doorstep could literally just be the people it wants to befriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can draw for the disturbance if you like. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Got to so. use those RNG tables when we can. Yeah. Is disturbance like a form or is that just something that goes in the background? The disturbance is what is being kind of brought to your desk to pro- to kind of provoke you into combat and battle and stuff. Gotcha. Oh, Pischetti. I'm sorry, what? I drew the universe, which is this deck's version of the world. Mm. Oh. That's a big disturbance for a little kitty. <laughs> That's nice. a big disturbance for a little guy. Something complete, multifaceted, or worn. Something multifaceted. Very complex problem that requires a talking cat's specific skill set. Talking and cat. Mm. An adventuring party shows up, ha- having heard that there's a talking cat that lives in the in this uh, the hovel or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and R two wants to join them and be friends with them, but can't reach out. I was thinking more along the lines of they are uh, begging R two to go on this adventure with them because it's a a long perilous journey that they need the specific skills of talking cat for. Oh. I like that. So they're doing a Bilbo Baggins to R2? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing a Bilbo Baggins to this cat? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are they going to wreck up his little cat tree and sing a song about it? I mean, they could. I would love that. <laughs> that would make me happy personally. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you alluded to not having... Hour, do we want yes. to? Where are we at? I may need to call it because I still have to make my lunch for tomorrow. That's and kind I have of not, still ah. have yet to eat dinner. All right, how many did we get through though? We got through one, one two, two, three, three four, five. four, five. All right. Well, how many rules did we break in this one? Did we break any rules in this one? No. It depends on how heavy lifting you do the um the whatever in the well, description. Whatever. Whatever offers a lot of heavy lifting. So that's yeah. true. Whatever is a very strong word in my opinion. It is. It absolutely is, especially if you're talking about whether or not the rules let you make a kitty. I think the rules intend for us to specifically play as a cat. I don't know why you would even think to play as anything else. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So, yes. I think rules intend for you to play as cat. No rules broken. Agreed. All right. I, that was, I Listen, I love R2. <laughs> I love Peter. I love Wanda. I love Priscilla. And I love Ernie. I love them all. all. Right. They, so, are, they are all good uh, cats all and good. characters. Yeah. Let's uh, try and get through this as quickly as we can. Do you have anything else you'd like to promote or would you just like to promote the solo but not alone bundle one last time i would love to promote the bundle one last time there are over 100 designers who donated their hard work to suicide prevention there are almost 150 games there's a spreadsheet that will help you pick the perfect game for you and all of these games can be played without convincing your friends to try them it's great it's a great time. You can find it on itch.io by searching Solo But Not Alone 3. I am Kat. I am on Twitter at CatlingGun. And you can almost certainly see me tweeting about it because I love to tweet about it. Don't let Peter the Kaiju Reader hear that name. They'll get an idea for their next project. Yeah. Oh. Also, I don't know if you've mentioned this. How long is this running? It's going to be running until March 31st this year. But I do Solo But Not Alone every year if I can help it. So if you miss Solo But Not Alone 3, keep your eye out for Solo But Not Alone 4. If you hear this the week it comes out, there should be two to three weeks left for you to get this bundle. Mm -hmm. So again, for a very good cause, I would recommend doing it, especially since it's $10. Yes. It honestly sounds like a steal. You're not stealing, you're giving. Yes, but... That's why I mean it sounds like a <laughs> It's a gift for yourself and for everyone else. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Thank you both so much for having me on your show. This has been absolutely extremely delightful, like almost too delightful. <laughs> oh, it's been good to have you. Let's see, Austin, real quick. Would you like to go through your stuff? Absolutely. So I can be found online at Avalon Alchemist. I am on Twitter mostly. I made a Tumblr in case Twitter tanks, which is feeling more and more likely by the day. And I stream occasionally. I just beat Elden Ring for the third time. Probably going to do a fourth. But before that, I want to beat, what is it called? Sunset Overdrive. Incredible game. And I will be streaming Destiny 2 Lightfall when it comes out. Which, by the time this episode comes out, it will have already released. But other than that, I think the other cool thing that I have done recently is uh, Joel and I actually made a game. Oh yeah, that's true. That's finally happened. So that was a month ago at this point. Yes. I have included a link to it in every episode description so far, but because it literally just happened for us and we're mentioning it now, I'll also add it to this episode's description. <laughs> but yes, it it was a very fun idea. It took a lot of effort to make uh, and I really appreciate I, I had a good time making it. I think it's great. I've had some friends of mine play it. They think it's amazing. Um, it is so it's so funny to watch people play it. <laughs> it is. Uh, I will say, like, my computer can't handle the game. The, game that, the computer that I made the game on with a GTX 1050 Ti cannot play this game. <laughs> um, it was made in Unreal Engine 5, and I don't know how to optimize stuff in that engine yet, so it's it's all just, it's not great. But, like, if you've got better than that, you should give it a try, because it literally doesn't cost you anything, and you can, hopefully, if you can beat it at all, beat it in, like, five minutes or less. Oh, yeah. You should be able to beat it within ten tries. I think that's kind of the area that I've landed on with the people that have played it. And for context, the game is called Tumbletown. It was a Global Game Jam 2023 project where uh, you go around a uh, Wild West reenactment village and open up the like different places in the village for the day for visitors. And nothing else happens. Don't worry about the tumbleweeds. Yep, nope. So as for me, I am Danala Lioge on both Twitter and Tumblr. I am using Tumblr a lot more often these days. You don't know how to spell Danala Lioge because it's my regular name spelled backwards, but that's okay. You can go to jholland.start.page where you can find links to that and other things, including my portfolio and my itch, my personal itch page and another itch page where I've published games. As of right now, the portfolio link is broken. I am trying to work with Namecheek to fix that, but I'm having issues simply logging into my accounts at this point. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, that's no longer a problem. As for the show, there is also a uh, link for that. Literalcatpod.start.page That's where you can find our social medias, our YouTube channel. I think I said this last episode, and I've also announced it on Twitter and whatnot. You've probably seen for the last couple episodes, we've not done the YouTube watch party. Mm-hmm. I just have not been able to show up and moderate them. I don't even know if anyone went to those. But, like, if you did and I wasn't there, I'm sorry. This is an apology that extends back to, to January, I guess. But, like, I've stopped doing those because I've just not had time to show up for them. If everyone wants it to happen again, then I can try and maybe find a later time in the evening to to host the watch party thing. But as of right now, it, it's just... It's off. It's it's not happening. Email us at literalcatpod at gmail.com if you have game suggestions for us, or if you want to, you know, if you have cat suggestions for us. If you want to come on the show, uh, email us. We talk to just about anyone. Players, game makers, other podcasters, you name it. We have had, we've had them on the show. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, rate and review. As of right now, we still have not received any ratings or reviews, as far as I know. They would very much invigorate our spirits and also invigorate the algorithms to show the podcast to other people, probably. 
So it would it would really help us out a lot. A little bit, even just hitting that five star button or the like button or whatever your app has would go a long way, probably. And there's probably other stuff, but we're running low on time. We so I'm gonna pass it back to Austin so he can give us our cat pun for the day. Oh lordy, man, I I've been thinking about so much other stuff that I completely forgot to make a cat pun. Make make today good and not clawful. <laughs> I was on the spot, man. I can't. <laughs> I'll have a better one next time. I promise. You know what? It works. <laughs> so I've been Joel Holland. I've been Austin Irwin. Oh, I was Cat. <laughs> and we will continue to be those people. Uh, see you later. <laughs>